Just recently. If you're uh, talking, I can't hear you. Oh, you can't hear me? Diva. I'm talking. Yeah. Okay. You're back. All right. Okay, great. Well, good news. For Christmas, I got a smoker. Did I tell you about this? Smoker. Like a, a meat smoker, like for food, you mean? Yeah, food smoker. Okay. Have to okay. Be meat. No, you didn't. No. Um, it's okay. mostly meat, though, if I'm honest. <laughs> but you can do cheese, and you can do uh, cabbage, and whatever you want. Really, it's just about covering stuff in smoke and making it more tasty. Wood, wood flavored. Making your wood, wood. Making your food wood tasted. That's what you want, right? Anyway, I got one. Okay. And okay. I've been smoking it up. A storm. Done. Done. It. I've, okay. I've, I've had a few cookups. And really enjoying it, actually. I, I, I'm doing sausages from the supermarket. I don't know if anyone knows the thing in your country. I don't know if you have it. But here in Australia, sausages are a staple. We have to have sausages yeah. so that we can eat some of our most famous foods, which is sausage on a sandwich, sausage in a bun. <laughs> yeah. Sausages. A sausage, sausage butty <laughs> we have over here. Sausage butty in Wales. Because yeah, bread and bit. butter is a, is a butty when it's like got something warm inside it. Right there you go. Well, sausage sandwich doesn't have butter here in Australia, but it may have onions and Ooh. barbecue sauce or tomato sauce. Oh, brown sauce! It's all about the brown uh, sauce. If you're if you're a bit weird, uh, you I might am. have mustard instead of sauce on your sausage sandwich. That's really considered abnormal here. It's it's ha- it does happen. It's not something that doesn't happen. But it's very weird to have anything other than barbecue and tomato sauce on your sausage sandwich. I don't, I don't specifically weird. mind it. I do like a, must, a mustard hot dog. But in America, see, Amer- the Americans listening will be like, "What do you mean? We always have mustard on our stuff." If you go to like Wiener Schnitzel and you get a corn dog, it's it's you have to like ask for tomato sauce to to put on it. They they'll give you mustard okay. as a standard. Okay. Um, I don't mind is, mustard. Mustard's fine, but here, tomato sauce and barbecue sauce are the staple sauces for any sort of barbecuing. Anyway, so the whole point is I got these sausages from Coles, and you, uh, Coles is a supermarket here, by the way. It's um, the one of the main two chains that people go to, and Coles has these average generic sausages with sort of a thicker skin on them. And you put those in the smoker, and they come out like tasty, super smoked frankfurts. They are premium. Goes from dodgiest sausages you can buy on the shelf to premium sausages in just one short thirty-minute cook-up. And I tell you what, it's worth every every minute because we had those for lunch today. Very, very good. People are going to want to come around my house now and have some smoked mm. sausages. I tell you. <laughs> So when you smoke them, can you? Is yeah. it like? Is it like a, a, just a normal, sim- simple flavor of like charcoaly smoking, or is can you do flavored smokes? Like, because I don't have a smoker, I've never used a yeah, smoker, yeah. so I have no understanding of. Well, what, what what can you do so with smoking, it? Smoking smoking food is basically using wood to burn. Oh, wood. Okay, yeah. Directly to affect heat. So instead of having like a wood fire that goes onto a hot plate that you then cook your food on or wood fire underneath your oven, which the oven and the wood fire are separate. You have the wood fire inside of the oven and and all the smoke from the fire goes into your food. 
So instead of separating the smoke and the fire and just and 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 really and getting rid of the smoke really quickly, uh, you keep the smoke and you swirl it around your food and it creates like a thick layer, uh, sort of a pinkish layer when it happens in meat of of the smoke effectively that's got into your food. So when you eat it, all that sort of tar and stuff you see from fires uh, is in your meat. And it tastes really good. <laughs> you can have different flavored okay. wood. So there's sort of hickory is a popular one. Or yeah, that's what I was wood. thinking. Up, up, yes, yeah. That's, that's what I was wondering where that came yeah. from. That's interesting. Yeah, you can use those types of woods and they will have different flavor profiles for your smoke. But your... Um, your main one is, you know, just the smoky flavor. But if you then, so you do a brisket and that'll be like a 12-hour cook, you do your brisket dry first and then you wrap it up and put liquid in with it. And I generally put in uh, some of the fat of the meat and then like some apple juice and Worcestershire sauce and some uh, like spices and stuff to really bring up the flavor profile of the meat. And mixed with the the rendered fat of the brisket. It makes it sort of like a really juicy, stringy kind of meaty. It's good. Just, just, I know you don't eat a lot of meat, but, or any oh, meat. I don't eat any meat. Yeah. Um, but it is. <laughs> it's fascinating. I can apply yeah. it to my tofu and cheese requirements. So if you did a mushroom, that would be quite good. Cheese mm, is really good. Mushroom. Smoked. Like we all know smoked cheese is good. Um, and it's the same sort of thing. You have to do smoked cheese really low heat, though. Yeah. So the lower the heat, <laughs> yeah, the, the lower the heat, the less the the more smoke you get. So it's kind of weird. Okay. Okay. The higher the heat, the more the smoke sort of it doesn't smoke as much. It'll still smoke. Hundred percent of the time, it's going to smoke, but. The the lower the heat, the more smoke you're going to get. So it's kind of the way it works. Anyway, that was the longest preamble to our yeah, podcast yeah. we've ever had. Let's start the podcast, shall we? Start the podcast! So, okay. all that smoky meat and delicious mushrooms and tofu over. Um, here we are for our season two, episode nine episode of uh, just before we have our special guest episode, which hopefully we can achieve this time. Because let me yep, tell you, it, it has been a, <laughs> it's been a difficult special guest um, Things will get better situation. over time. I know you've sure. got a special guest in mind. It sounds I pretty exciting, do. actually. I am very excited. Very, very excited. The way you're talking about it sounds like you um, are going to need to have some time on the mic to get all your questions bit out, of, I tell you. Bit, yeah, a bit, bit of bromancing, I think, maybe. Maybe a man crush <laughs> or something going on, maybe. you know. Listen, just, I just don't yeah. know. Polygamy is a thing in the world, but I don't understand why it's so frowned upon. I know that there's been some negative connotations with kids and things like this. I don't think that should be a thing. I think that's dumb. But if there's like 
three consenting adults, and we're talking, you know, let's say they're 25 or 30 or 40, it doesn't matter, and they want to be in a relationship together, why can't they do that? Why is that illegal, General? Do you know? Um, I think it, it goes back to some sort of medieval rulings, I think. I think it was trying to, like, oppress your average human. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? I, I do find it strange that a man can have a wife, cheat on his wife with another woman, right, and stay with the wife and and sleep with the woman. Yeah. And that's legal. Yeah. But if the mm-hmm. man tells the wife about the other woman and the wife's okay with it, that's illegal. Isn't it? Mm. It's life. No, just... I think. I don't know. I'm sure. I'm sure that's not how it works. Well, it's illegal if they <laughs> want to get married. I think it's marriage. So it's like, if you want to yeah. marry two people, that's illegal. It's got to be. A well, tax. Depends on it's your culture and your uh, location as well, though. Because like, can't you have like seven wives if you're in Saudi Arabia or something along those sure, lines? Sure, sure, sure. You I, can do that. But don't I'm Amish talking... people have? But I suppose depends on the definition of law, isn't it? I'm telling you. Like when. Um, uh, it's yeah. just a weird. It's a weird thing. It's a weird thing. But I, I don't want to have any more wives. I, I, I think One is my enough. Wife is plenty. <laughs> That's that old um, joke, isn't it? I could never have more than one wife. <laughs> <laughs> one is enough. <laughs> but it's not even that. Oh, like goodness. for me, I feel like all of my needs are met with my wife, and everything is great. I have no uh, needs outside of my marriage, so I don't see. And 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 I actually have a lot of things in my marriage that I want to do to make my wife happy. And it's very difficult to um, to not look after my wife. And, 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 and if she's upset, I want to make sure she's okay. Imagine if there was somebody else in the mix. Holy crap. I, don't have, I just don't have the ability to be heartless enough to leave one and go to the other at any I point. I barely time. have time to squeeze this podcast in my life. <laughs> I yeah. don't know how I could fit another a person whole, a whole in my life. Person, a whole yeah. responsibility that I'd have to treat with the respect and due care and diligence that they deserve. Right. <laughs> I but I still think know. that if somebody wants to do it, they should be allowed to do it. I just think that's the way Well, it yeah. Be. I mean, I'm not. Yeah, as long as, as long as nobody's getting hurt, I'm I'm fine with yeah, it. Yeah, nobody hurting. That's right. No hurt. All right. Well, let's move on with the podcast. We're just getting some random okay. stuff today, aren't we? We're very. Where do we are? Got some good. All over uh, the place. I think we wanted to do a segment. Let's do a let's do a quick advertisement before we start our segment for our um, okay. our sponsor, MarshallProMusic.com, who is looking after us, good, well, and sweet. Give us a bit of a spiel about yourself, buddy. Hi, it's that guy with a nice British accent. Back again to tell you about MarshallProMusic.com. They helped on the production of this podcast and this advert because that's what they specialize in at MarshallProMusic.com. Podcast editing, mixing, and mastering and helping to take your podcast to the next level. MarshallProMusic.com, your one-stop shop for all things podcast. Excellent! Yeah, yeah, you know that guy is uh he's the he's the guy with the really good English accent. <laughs> but he's not from England, he's from Wales. It's very strange. He's just British very good accent. at announcing. He says British. 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 Oh, he says British, sorry. God, shows yeah. I don't listen to the show. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, he's great. So he is great. He is good. Um so what was our first 
segment we want to do. We were going to do, I know we're going to do the one you want to do. Let's do a slap or clap first, eh? Let's do slap or clap. Okay, okay. Um, Yeah, yeah, and then we'll go there. All right, here we go for slap or clap. Oh! Oh, hell no! I know there's like it. We've had a hit and miss with the slap or clap, but this week I think I've got a really good one. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... So swimming pools, big thing, right? And I'm not saying okay. swimming pools, but swimming pools are, are a big thing. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. and they're apparently Large very expensive. bodies of water. Right? To, own, so every, to own, yeah, own yourself. To, to own a okay. swimming pool, very expensive. Okay. And I, I love going for a swim, and I would love to have in my backyard a proper large super swimming pool. Uh, but unfortunately, I don't have the room for a swimming pool. So I recently made the decision to purchase a portable pool. That's what they call them. They're portable pools. And right. um, so we're going to go a slap or clap on whether the portable pool is uh, is good. I'm pretty, I know exactly what it's going to be, but I'm going to give you the opportunity unbiasedly okay. to make a decision on this, okay? Okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure what you're going to pick, but it's okay. So the portable pool uh, was $150. So for cost, it was $150. It didn't come with a pump, though, so we had to go and buy. We bought two <laughs> pools. <laughs> for okay. One pool okay. for $150 that didn't have a pump to, to circulate the water and, yep. and another pool for $59 that we can't use because it's sort of a different style. Uh, than what we can use, and it had a pump with it. So we bought both and got the pump from one and put on there. So if anybody wants a pool, we have a secondary pool that hasn't been used. So there you go. Um, this is also a sales advertisement for my secondary pool. I um, I put the pump on the, the pool. So the pool we got is actually a rectangle. It's not – so a lot of the pools that you buy uh, as a portable pool are sort of like a big circle. And they have this inflatable ring on the top of them. And what happens is as you fill the pool up with water, the ring pulls the sides up from being buoyant above the water. Uh, What happens with those specifically is that they have to be on a very level surface and they're also quite large in diameter because they are a circle. So you have to have quite a large area if it's a three meter uh wide pool you need to have a three by three area to put it in if it's a four meter pool you have to have a four by four and it gets exponentially bigger the rectangle ones you can have say a two by 2.5 area uh instead of you know and so it doesn't go as wide as it goes long and they have like steel it has steel poles on the side which sort of support the outside Mm. of the pool. I can describe it sort of like a hammock in a way. Uh, We put put, uh, yoga mats actually underneath it so that the ground would be nice and soft and you put your poles out around it and it stands up to about two and a half foot off the ground for you Americans, uh, which is around about 60 centimetres or... uh, 600 millimeters for us Aussies and English people alike who use the metric system. 
I don't know if the English well, we people have... feet feet and inches and centimeters. In, imperial is a is a thing sometimes. Now, um, it's it's you can basically lay all the way down in this pool and float because the water's about two and a half feet deep. So you can actually get off the ground and float, and you can put your arm. You know, you do that sort of. I'm superhuman. I can do push-ups off the ground. <laughs> When you're in really shallow water, you, you, nope, you never just, do that. But I get what you're on about. <laughs> you know what I'm talking. Everybody does. Yeah. Everybody does. I'm so strong. And like you pick up your partner underwater, and you're like, "Look out! I can just carry you anywhere. I am the strongest person in the whole world." And then you try and like get an inch out of the water, and you fall back in again. Um, you can do all that stuff, which is a bit of fun. So it's it's quite deep comparatively to say like a paddly pool. And I would say that um, it's it's been very good. We've kept it crystal clear the whole time we've had it. We've got one of those floaty um, chlorinated things, and the pump has been cleaning out all the bits and bobs. You clean out the filter every couple of days, and let me tell you, I'm so impressed with it. And my kids, the the millions of them, have used it every single day since we've had it. So I'm not. I'm, I say a slap or clap, but I just wanted to tell everybody about my pool, to be honest, because it's so amazing. <laughs> it's such a good Nothing idea. Like a bit of white privilege in the morning. <laughs> ah, okay, okay. So for two hundred dollars, two hundred nine dollars, okay. we we spent on this pool, uh, plus some okay. bits and bobs. We got you know the skimmers, uh, where you have like the sort of mesh in the in the square. And you push it around the water and pick up all the leaves and bits of grass and stuff off the out of the pool. We got one of those. That was six dollars fifty. Um, I know, right? It's crazy cheap. Mm-hmm. And we got the the chlorinator thing, which is fourteen dollars. So let's call it let's call it two fifty for the pool. Fifty. Two fifty. Uh, okay. And the kids have used it every single day um, that we've had it. So far, and they were just they just got out of it actually. Uh, this tonight, and they were using it throughout the day. It has been an amazing thing. What do you think? What do you think about my pool, General? Do you think do you have any questions? Um, how many people can it fit? Uh, so for the two meters wide by, um, it's it's about 2.6 long. It can fit in me, my wife, my two daughters, three daughters, uh, quite comfortably. If you put an extra okay. person in there, you all sort of have to sit still, but you can still all get in there. Okay. Uh, okay. So it's quite a, quite a lot of people. There is no like chair. It's not like a spa where there's chairs everywhere. It's all like full water. So you actually get quite a bit of uh, water space. And you can, me and my wife can be at one end and the kids can be mucking around at the other end kind of thing. So it is spacious for for a small pool. Okay, okay. And how long did it take to fill up with water? Um, about 30 minutes. Oh, that's quite quick, actually. Yeah, so that's this pool quick. has, this particular version has 1,600 litres in it. Okay. There is another... Okay two versions above it. One has 2,500 litres and the next one has 4,600 litres. So 
um, it exponentially grows as it's just the sides get higher and it gets slightly wider. But because of volumes and things, it, it goes quite a lot larger when you do that. This is the smallest one of, of the set of them. Uh, we'll probably get the slightly bigger one when this one goes, but not too much bigger. I don't. I've, I, I don't even remember the last, last time I bought a, a inflatable paddling pool or swimming pool. Um, yeah. I, I remember buying a inflatable hot tub, um, and that lasted quite a while. That was quite good. Um, yeah, I've seen those. They're quite expensive, though, aren't they? They're like five, six dollars. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was. One. It was. Yeah. And it, that only fitted. Um, oh gosh, I wouldn't say more than three people in it, to be honest. And you wouldn't be able to lie out in it. You know, um, so, you so the swimming pool you just in those? Are they big enough to put your feet like if you sat in it, would your feet touch the other side? Yeah, you could put your feet on the other side. Yeah, yeah, but you wouldn't. You'd like you, if there was three of you in a triangle, you you'd have to work out whose legs were on top of whose legs. Right, right, right. Trying to touch the yeah, you know that sort of thing. It's it's that kind of snug closeness, probably yeah, designed right. for maybe two people trying to make a third, but. You know, so this one, about, yeah. <laughs> what's good about this one is you can lay sideways in the pool, yeah. fully okay. fully outstretched, so your head can touch one side and your feet. You struggle to touch the other side with your feet. That sounds yeah, good. Just in sounds the sideways. Good. It does. It does sound good. And and the technology that you were describing with the um, the way that it, it automatically controls its shape. I've always been impressed with like engineering designs like that I, i've got a little bit of a yeah. a, a love and admi ad, admiration for it um it sounds like that swimming pool absolutely slaps to be honest slap is bad clap oh, is claps. the good one <laughs> oh, yeah slaps it's terrible no claps it's, claps it's no it's claps I um, yeah. it's 100 yeah. a clap uh, and i can tell you that this is not a paid advertisement but if you're looking it to is. get yourself some sort of Swimming pool for next summer or even this summer, uh, and you're in Australia or, or any other country probably has them as well, but here in Australia, it's called Clark Rubber you get them from. Um, Big W has them from time to time, but definitely Clark Rubber has them all the time. And they're about two ninety nine brand new. This one was uh, 150 because I bought it secondhand because I'm a bit of a frugal purchaser. Um, okay. But I can tell you it's worth it. Because we have, it's been no trouble. I've been, I go out each morning with my skimmer and I okay. don't know, I don't even know why I do. I don't need to, but I do. I go out there and I fish all the, the bits that have fallen in overnight and skim the bottom and, and swirl the water around and make sure it's all crystal clear before I leave for work for the day. And it's kind of my Zen in the morning, Zen moment. We hear the water slushing around and it's, peaceful and the outdoors i don't know it's i recommend it okay. i recommend getting one and they're just way better than you think they're going to be it, it legitimately is way better than i thought it was going to be <laughs> it's such a good thing you are very excited about this uh, pool. <laughs> well we've had it for a while now too so it's not like i bought it used it once and i was like oh okay no. we use it every day and the kids are really enjoying it and it keeps itself quite warm because the sun's on it and it's only shallow Get a pool. Okay. Get get a little pool. Everybody should get a little. We pool. don't have anyway. the weather for it. No, you can heat. You can get heaters for them too. So you guys could just mm. heat it up. I'd have to get an umbrella top. as well. 
Yeah, an umbrella. <laughs> just put it's it in your lounge room. Swimming pools. Just put yeah, it in the lounge yeah, room. True. If you convert <laughs> the stream room. room to a hot tub room, I could put a indoor bathtub pool. in here. Yeah, indoor pool. Yeah. All right. That's it. That's what I wanted to do. Tell everybody about my cool pool. We've done that now. Um, so <laughs> uh, what we'll do is we'll let marshallpromusic.com uh, say a little bit more about himself and then we'll move on to the main topic. How's that sound? Sounds gravy. All right, get on with it, Marshall. There's nothing worse than listening to a podcast with great content, but the audio is not the quality you're looking for. Ah, that's better. That's where we come in, at marshallpromusic.com. We specialise in taking your podcast to the next level. Whether it's editing, mixing, intros and outros adding, personal ads or voiceovers for your podcast, we take care of it all here at marshallpromusic.com. Your one-stop shop for all things podcast. marshallpromusic.com Excellent! I sounded very um, fed up with that one, didn't I? Yeah. I didn't mean to. Sorry, I was I was only joking. I'm sure the I'm sure the response will be adequate. Yeah. (laughs) Remember who's in control of this podcast? He is. He is. He is is really good, though, isn't he? Like, honestly. Yeah. Um, I I don't I don't begrudge him anything. He's done very very well. Now, we're moving on to our main topic today, which uh, was some hot debate about what we should do. I wanted to talk uh, about a game I played, poker, which we may do another game another day. And also it's been said that we, even though we are quite hot computer game players, we don't talk about computer games at Yes, all. yes. We have had people um, mention it's a bit strange we've gone this far. <laughs> <laughs> it is ironic. We kind of have. Did... We did that feature for a little while. Would it work as a computer game? We kind of touched on it. Yeah, I guess. So. I mean, look. The we just whole don't want to idea... bore people, do we? Yeah, podcasts about video games are really boring to me. Um, I've tried to listen to a few, and I think I just I like to play a video game. We all like to play video games, uh-huh. um, and I like to talk about how a video game went with my friend, or maybe how good a video game is, um, or something like that. But there's, I guess, the expectation of my podcast that I had was that it would be an informative show, and I really just don't have enough information about video games to deliver informational content about them. I could tell you, like, about Apex Legends and tell you about how it is to play or Call of Duty or Battlefield or any of the other plethora of games that I've played. I could tell you all about my experience with them, but I find that video games are very personal experiences and they're like reading a book. I can tell you all about the book and how I enjoyed it, and General will tell me all about how he didn't like it. So. <laughs> Not necessarily. Not necessarily. There's a certain book. We're talking about a certain book. Oh, that book. <laughs> uh, Those books. Yeah. <laughs> so what was our talk? We did have a topic we were going to talk about this week. We do. We? It's about um, a game that brings out the best or worst in people, and normally That's the worst. Right. That's right. So I was watching a TV show today. Um, I think it's called Blackish. Now, I don't necessarily I... condone all the moral things in this show. It's, it kind of got me a bit strange the other day, too. I was watching it. and It's a very churchy episode. And I mean, I don't mean like they went to church. Like A lot of people go to church in sitcoms and stuff. That's fine. I don't care about that. Do whatever you want. 
But this was like their daughter um, stopped believing in God, right? Just said, I, I just don't know if I believe in God anymore. Okay. And they went on a mission to force her to believe in God again, to like guilt her back into believing in God. And they didn't address it like you think they're going to address it, like, oh, well, you shouldn't guilt people. People should find God on their own. No, none of that. They legitimately guilted her back into believing God and then moved on. I was like, um, oh, okay. I don't know if I can watch this show anymore. <laughs> That's pretty freaking bad, to be honest. Mm. Anyway, uh, watch it for yourself. Make your own judgments. But, uh, mm. yeah, that. so anyway, I was watching that show today because my wife likes it and she watches it. It's, on the, it's in the lounge room all the time. If you'd like to know, my lounge room's set up with the largest TV in the house. We have a TV in every room, and in the lounge room we have a 65-inch on the wall, uh, which is a nice size for our house, and that's where my wife likes to watch her TV shows. So she can watch the kids and have something in the background. She doesn't inherently watch them. She sort of leaves them on, and they play in the background, and I always will see a show two or three times because she'll go back and sit down to watch it again and go back a couple of episodes because, you know, how it is when you got Netflix on it, just runs through them. Um, and this episode came on today about Monopoly. Now, okay. Monopoly. Yeah. yeah, this is how we got there. Is it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know it sounded Wonder. like it was, I noticed that it was so far away from Monopoly. But yeah, the episode of Monopoly, and this is this tying into my previous point about this TV show, how aggressively bad they play Monopoly in this family. And they and they call it this it's it's a hard show to watch. For me, they call it Black Monopoly. Right? Okay. And I don't think it's necessarily – they may think it's Black Monopoly. I think it's all Monopoly is exactly the same way. But they call it Black Monopoly. And the reason why they call it that is because they have a specific set of rules. And the set of rules is basically that they're all they're, they're quite ruthless. Um, they have teams. So you have like four teams and it's like grandma and, and grandma, grandma and granddad together, mum and dad together, uh, the young – the youngest kid and, and the middle kid who's quite smart and the uh, older kid who had his girlfriend there. They were a team as well. And the and the oldest kid had a white girlfriend, which you can imagine the jokes that they played on that. And effectively they have this one rule about Monopoly that if somebody gets so mad that they flip the table or flip the board and everything goes everywhere – they have to pay everybody else $100 real money. What? Right? Okay. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. So it, it was quite a ruthless game of Monopoly. And I was thinking about how my family plays Monopoly. Well, well how we've tried to play Monopoly. We've never actually finished a game of Monopoly, just so you know. <laughs> okay. Okay. It always goes so downhill that we can't get through it. And I'm waiting for the day where I can. My my children are old enough that we can play those kind of ruthless games because my my eldest daughter cannot – she just hates losing, just hates it. And she's like the worst winner too. Her sportsmanship is not at a level that it needs to be. Uh, she's got some work to do on that. And we tell her all the time, but 
Oh, it's just inherent. If you like buy the street that she was looking for, or she has to pay you too much money, or maybe you'll help the baby out because she doesn't exactly know how to play Monopoly, or the baby gets the street that she wants and now she doesn't want to give it to, to her. She wants to give it to someone else. Uh, she will be very mad. And I mean, storm out of the room, stomping on the ground. Kicking <laughs> up on me. I can't do it. Kind of Monopoly. And I don't know if everybody has this experience with Monopoly, but I can tell you that in my house, you can't play Monopoly at the moment. Um, it's not banned. It's just not achievable. To get through a full game of Monopoly. No matter how. And I can say all of this to my daughter and my children and say, okay, this is how you don't act. These are the things you're not going to do. I know you get very, but it's just a game. We can say all of those things. About half an hour later, board would be flipped. People would be storming out of the room screaming. There would be a massive fight. That's how bad Monopoly is in my house. How's Monopoly in your house, General? Um, We. I can't even remember the last time we played it. The kids were younger. Um, it never ends well, so it's not a popular game in this house. Um, it really <laughs> brings out the uh, the evil in some people, and everyone questions whether the banker is, you know, sliding stuff into their pockets every five seconds. You know, suddenly they're getting more, more and more money. It's not, yeah. It's not a, it's not a popular game. It's not one of my favourite board games. I am reluctant to play it because I just know what people are like. Um, <laughs> but I will like poker. I'll, I'll, I'll take a gamble every now and then. I will uh, have a dabble and see how it goes. But yeah, uh, I don't know why it became such a, a popular household name and the variety of the board game as well. Because there's like Star Wars Monopoly. There's Winnie the Pooh Monopoly. There's like you know just generally any. There's Junior Monopoly um, and, and, and Adult Monopoly. Junior Monopoly. Um, there's Monopoly spin-offs. There's Rick and Morty Monopoly. There's just anything that has uh, intellectual property attached to it has a Monopoly. But one of the most interesting things I personally find about the Monopoly um, is that this always seems to blow a lot of people's mind, and it's actually known as like the Mandela effect. Do you know that the guy on the bo- on the box, the Mr. Monopoly himself, doesn't have a monocle? Doesn't have a monocle. No, he has. He only has a monocle in the Jim Carrey rendition of him. Correct. Yeah, and I always found that really interesting because uh, I, t- I mentioned it in the office just before Christmas, and like everyone instantly hit Google. <laughs> everyone was like, <laughs> "I don't believe you! I don't believe you!" And I'm like, "He doesn't. He doesn't. But he, he looks like he should have one, but he he, he doesn't. You know." Yeah, I've played I played some interesting versions of Monopoly. I think Monopoly itself is quite fun. I like the um the, the on the Xbox Game Pass, I think it's free. There's a Monopoly version there that's kind of not the same as playing in the same room as people, but it's still as as fun. And and the basic, you know, do not pass go go straight to jail, yeah, that kind of, yeah. you know, normal one. I don't yeah, think digital I, Monopoly yeah. gets as heated as real Monopoly. I, I, I think that's why I like it more. Because yeah, I think because you can yeah. win in digital Monopoly, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's really just a game." But in real yeah. life, if you do something that annoys the other person, like makes their because Monopoly has two sides to it. Let's talk about the two sides of Monopoly. First side yeah. of Monopoly yeah. is the board game, 
where yep. you move around the board and you can purchase properties. And if you land on somebody mm-hmm. else's property, you potentially have to pay them some rent and they would have to pay yep. you some rent. And the more properties you get, the more rent you're going to get. And the person who uh, bankrupts all the other players, so all the other players run out of money, uh, is the winner. So game of life would seem um, to, to have a lot in common with Monopoly. But here's the clincher. Not only can you move around the board and take the properties that you land on, and that's sort of a luck-based thing, what you can also do is either swindle, con, manipulate, uh-huh. team up, or... It's the teaming yeah, generally, up that always, in, in my house, that yeah. was always the thing. The kids would gang up on dad kind of thing, yeah. and uh, you know they'd negotiate, well, I'll give you, I'll give you this train station for, for, for this street and whatever, and then suddenly yeah. there's some kind of you know, power struggle going on over that side of the yeah. table, you know? <laughs> There's a whole worldwide... It's not the streets and, and all that stuff that really comes into it. It comes into this political uh, diploma situation that was never designed into the game but became the sole nature of Monopoly. And it's this whole, if I'm with you and I and we work together... We can take that guy's stuff and we can beat that person. So people Mm. legitimately choose who they're going to take out and who they're going to ally with in a a diplomatic way so that they achieve benefit over the other people. And you, the person who gets sort of targeted by two or more people, really feel like they're personally attacking. It's It's not a game anymore. They're like, why are you two attacking me personally <laughs> over yeah, yeah. this video, over this board game? Whereas online, uh, you don't really get that part of it, do you? You don't get the whole no. um, me and you are going to attack this guy. You kind of, it's a bit more every man for himself, which is interesting. And it's really hard to see how something will play out because you can make the best deal in the world. I'll take all the train stations and you can have Bond Street, that that section, and, and I'll get, you know, Leicester Square and that section. But effectively, it could be that Mayfair is the best to have on this in, in this particular game because everybody seems to land on it every round and you just put a hotel on it and you just clean everybody out. Or it could be the the you know the brown and purple streets. Yeah, uh, yeah, the brown the, ones on the are always my one. target area. Yeah, because you land on them so much. Um, yep. As you're going through that section, so yeah, there are like multiple monopoly strategies and things like this. But effectively, it's not the game itself that makes people upset. It's the diplomacy outside of the game. And I and I and I really feel like that's the part that causes the angst when people play the game. Because <laughs> I know I know when my daughter and my and my wife decide that they're going to beat dad because he's pretty good at Monopoly. And you're like, well, that's a bit crap, isn't it? Because I'm good at the game, everyone's going to pick on me, so then I don't want to play, and this is stupid, and and everybody storms out again. So (laughs) it's just a great great situation that happens. Now, Game of Life 
Have you played Game of Life? Uh, Game of Yes, not for a long time. Game you know, of Life just has a very similar. Visualize my brain here. Oh, okay, yeah, Game of Life, yeah. yeah Game yeah. of Life has a very similar MO to um, Monopoly in the fact that you start off, you go oh, around gosh. the board. That was my yawning. Um, yep. We can start off, you go around the board, you, you can get a job, you get money, like a wage, you actually get a salary in uh, Game of Life. You're not, and I think the major difference is you're not taking off the other people in the game. There's only a couple of situations where that happens. You're actually paying to and from the bank. So it's sort of like you're playing the game, you're not playing the other people. And that means that you your decisions have an, an outcome on your personal gameplay. Um, it can be very dull because it is quite easy to, to pick a, a path that will get you a an amount of money that you'll be happy with. But it is a it is a much more friendly game because when you play Game of Life, you don't feel like the other people on the table are out to get you. And even if yeah, you yeah. finish first in Game of Life, if you get around the, ta- the table first, you, you get like an extra 100000 or something, which is not that much at the end. Um, you don't really get a huge benefit. So you can finish quite a bit later. And right. and and get more of the um, more of the situations happening where you make money, so you can actually stay on the board yeah. longer if you can achieve that. Staying on the board longer doesn't doesn't necessarily appeal to me though, because I can remember that like going back to Monopoly, there was a button, and I mean an absolute button of hours invested in playing in that game. Sometimes, like <laughs> it just takes so long, and I'm not afraid of a long board game, but it's gotta it's gotta keep my interest. The story's gotta update, like like Dungeon D and D, Dungeon Dragons, like um, Zombie right, right, right. Side, yeah. like. Talisman. No, Monopoly is you know, like a, a financial battle, right? It's, it becomes, it yeah, it becomes a bit like poker at one point, doesn't it, really? Because it's kind of like, does this person really have the power that they're coming at me with? Or are they trying to bluff me into submission into thinking that they're actually in a better position than they are? Do I actually have a stronger position on the board kind of thing? Like poker meets chess. At one point, yeah, it really brings out the competitiveness, though, doesn't it? It really does. Oh, and and it's and again, it's not the game itself because if you just if you play yeah. Monopoly without trading, forget trading. Okay. There's no I'll ability. The there's no ability yeah. for you to manipulate the the game's outcome. You go around the board, and you land on the ones you land. You can buy and not buy things. That's an option for you. But the reality yep. is the best strategy that you could possibly have in Monopoly is to buy everything you land on. That's if there was no trading. And even if there is trading, yeah. if you land on it, you should buy it. It doesn't matter what it is, buy it. And then as you go around the board, you should try and get around the board as quickly as possible so that you can get more money to buy more stuff. Uh, and that's that's the best thing you can possibly hope for in Monopoly. If there's trading, though, the problem you have is that not only do you have to play the board game, you then have to keep everybody on side because if they get to the point where they think you've got too much stuff, they'll then attack you 
and they'll attack you in a in a way where they'll gang up with somebody else to create property uh, monopolies, and they'll start attacking you and not allowing you to get your property monopolies, and they'll you know put you in a bad position, and they'll kind of double down on you a little bit. Now, someone always wins that out of the two people, but they still feel like they won a little bit because they were attacking you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, hmm. Monopoly, eh? I don't, I'd be very interested to hear what other people's experiences are with Monopoly because it is such an interesting dynamic. Let's talk a little bit about Monopoly money. Okay. So you mean Canadian money, right? <laughs> it's the same thing. Same thing. Um, the... I joke about that. When I when I went there, they had this new plastic money, and I was like, "What is this? This is weird." And then I came back to the UK, and they t- turned our, m- our money into the exact same type of money. <laughs> We've had plastic <laughs> yeah, money that'll, that'll in Australia a lot for a long time. Um, yep. The last paper money we had uh, was, you know, goodness, I can't even remember. It was a long time ago. Like I don't even remember having paper money. That's okay. I, I had I might have had a dollar uh, in paper money long, long time ago. But um, they took away the dollar and two dollar bills and replaced them with two dollar and one dollar coins uh, when I was a child. Okay. And like a fifty dollar note, I've never had a paper fifty dollar note that's been mine. That's how long ago it was. So, okay, there okay. you go. I've had plenty of the plastic money. There's been all kinds of plastic money over the years, uh, but the paper money, I think anyway. I don't even know. I'll, I'll have to look that up. But we've monopoly... we've had paper money the entire time I've been alive, and we've we've slowly moved into plastic money over the last six to eight years and i think they've only just stopped this year accepting paper money at the banks now so you've got no you've got no choice it's going to be like you've got to use the plastic money yeah, yeah, yeah. um so here's why Monopoly. i haven't had any real paper money was oh, because between 1992 which is when i was 11 for those of you who can count backwards you know how old i am now right. uh okay Jeez, Jesus. Um, To 1996 was when they introduced all the plastic money into Australia. So in 1996, I would have had some money. um, But I don't remember what the paper money. I know we had $5 notes were all plastic. They were the first ones to come out in plastic. And I think the $20 and $50 hung around for slightly longer, but effectively they went plastic pretty quick. And so we've had that for a while. But there you go. I I enjoy a $1 bill. I like going to America and having a stack oh, no, of we ones. Never, we never had one. Well, we had one pound notes, but that was um, during Only Fools and Horses before I was born, period. Um we never not well. I, I we had coins, one pound coins, but interestingly, with Monopoly, talking about Monopoly money, um, I've got a version of Monopoly where it's got no money. 
It's a cardless oh, one. Oh, the card. So it's a card one. So you've got yeah. a card and a card reader, and you can do it all electronically, which is amazing because you don't have to count up all the money at the beginning to distribute it. You can just open the game and play it. But it really does lose that real kind of gambling feeling where you've got the cash in your hand and yeah. you know how much you've got. It you does take like that out. And I shove the money in someone's like face and go, here, have you stupid money? Yeah, it does strip that element out. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Yeah, but yeah, the rage is part of it, isn't it, to be fair? You know, <laughs> it's the experience. I've had so many I, of these times. I think where... if you're inviting your friends over to play Monopoly, expect them to not be happy with you for a couple They're of weeks. Your like, make... That's right. Yeah, exactly. My, um, my, my ex-girlfriend, long, long time ago, not, nice, nice girl, didn't break up that bad, but... A uh, long time ago, she used to say every time she um, asked you for money in Monopoly, she used to go, pleasure doing business with you, like every single time. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> it was just like, uh, it just reminds, like Monopoly has so many of those moments where you're just like, pay me up, pay me now, give me that money. And you're like, oh, I have to mortgage my hotels. What's taking so long? Give me all the cash. Come on. And you know they don't have enough cash and they're like mortgaging all their houses and trying to do all this stuff to find out if they have enough money. And you're like, you've got no hope. You owe me seven grand. You don't even have one. And you're (laughs) sitting there with 90% of their hotels gone and all mortgaged and they've got one property left and they're offering to sell it to somebody for 200 like just go bankrupt go bankrupt that's the time to give up (laughs) when you've gone that far into debt in monopoly just it's not worth it guys it's just a game it's just a game but monopoly money has a real pop culture reference doesn't it as well because it 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 actually means worthless as okay. much as we, it does. Like if you say, oh, you know, what are you going to pay with Monopoly money? Like it, it means, true, true. it yeah, means like that. worthless. It means money that's not real money or pretend money or, you know, uh, it has a pop culture reference like that. But ironically, inside of Monopoly, when you're playing Monopoly, it's the most important thing in the world. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Uh, just wanted to cut in here because... We didn't realize this when we made this podcast, but it's become a bit of a part one, part two kind of situation. So we have to go back and stop the podcast right about here. We did. We talked a lot and we want you guys to have a good balance of podcasts. We're going to end this podcast. Guys, um, thank you very much for listening and we'll see you on part two of this podcast. Part two. Stop the podcast.